Welcome to Zeocast, six questions for industry leaders in unmanned aerial systems, geospatial, and the industries that surround them. Brought to you by Zeo Air. Sit back and enjoy this week's guest. Today on Zeocast, we have Founce Genesee. Founce is the CEO and founder of Unmanned Systems Operations Group, or USOG. He's an 18-year veteran of the Air Force, served in the Medical Corps, formerly an audio engineer and technical lead at the Disney Company. His long-standing interest in UAVs has spanned for many years, and he's flown various UAV platforms to include those he's built himself. In addition, he is a Part 107 remote pilot. He is also a member of the FAA safety team. His combined knowledge of the medical industry, his technical proficiency and leadership skills, and his passion for UAVs led him to found USOG. Join me in welcoming Bounce Genesee. Genesee, it's so nice to have you on ZeoCast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. I really appreciate you inviting me. I really do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there's so many, so many juicy things to talk to you about. Uh, <laughs> you're working on some pretty amazing technology and capabilities. Uh, but first, tell us about your background in aviation and the drone industry. You've had a very unique journey uh, in this uh, drone space uh, and with applied applications. Tell us a little bit about how you got here. Oh, wow. Uh, how I got here. That's interesting. <laughs> didn't, didn't anticipate, you know, have, being the CEO of a drone company, but um, it's been fun. It's been wonderful. It uh, goes back to my childhood days of uh, just being kind of a geek, really interested in computing and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I started out with my first um, computer being a Timex Sinclair 1000, a membranous keyboard. A lot of people don't know what that is, but put it this way. My first computer, when I uploaded a piece of software, it was on a tape deck. Wow. <laughs> okay. I think you're, you're dating yourself. And I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, So I started there, um, did the Commodore 64, Apple IIe, and the whole nine yards. Wow. Yeah, and um, yeah. And so for me, applying technology was through music. I've been playing piano since I was five, six years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I obviously took piano lessons, parents practice and then I got into computers and then I found out that you could marry playing music and computers together and it was game over for me then right it's like whoa I can use computers to to create music and then it's nothing like it is now where you can have a full production studio Uh, like I do at home um and so that's where my love with technology and applying technology came from um fast forward um went into the air force I flew medevac for the air force for 18 years and that was on a journey of a lifetime. That's where kind of my medical background comes from. And here in a second, that'll make sense why that, that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, left the military, went back to school. And because I loved music, went back and got my um, degree in audio engineering, uh, video production. And then I worked for the Walt Disney Company. Um, yeah, I was with Walt Disney and uh, stage tech slash audio engineer. And at Disney, you're not just designated um, in the area that you're a specialty in, as in myself, audio engineer. You work with the entire team and you do a little bit of everything. It's a really mm-hmm. collective group of people 
some of the most talented and some of the most amazing people in the world that I've ever worked with. Wow. And that journey and that experience um, really got me into um, integrations where the audio would trigger a cue that would open up a stage or do a light or do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know how um, Disney is an all immersive experience. Absolutely. And to make that experience happen, you have to integrate all these technologies together. Mm-hmm. And so that happened in my life. Mm-hmm. So I would say seven years now, eight years ago, yes. I was flipping through a magazine or I was online. I don't quite remember what the experience was, but I saw this thing called a drone. I'm like, what is this wizardry? <laughs> and um, it was all a DIY community. Uh, it was before DJI. Mm-hmm. It was uh, when uh, 3D our Robotics was just coming to life and, and this DIY community was coming around drones. And I just dove right in. I'm like, I've got to make one of these things. Um, ordered all the parts from China. Took three months to get here. Literally on the slow boat. <laughs> True. Um, and it took me about another three and a half, four months figuring out how to put this thing together. And man, when I hit the throttle and that thing took off, it was game over. I was you hooked. Were, you, were, you were sold. I was done. <laughs> I love <laughs> I <was> it. Done. <laughs> yeah. They'll do that to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, just seeing one for the first time was amazing. But when you got to build one and fly one yourself, oh, uh, what an experience. Well, this and... is like a perfect marriage of, of, of you know, so, so many things that are, you know, have come together for you. Well, how mm-hmm. did that transition into you creating your firm, USOG? And, and tell us some more about it. Um, you know, once, once, you, once you're in the medical field, once you're a nurse, and once you do that, it's never out of you. And once you're an audio engineer or a musician, it's never out of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm sitting on the five freeway north, northbound, going nowhere fast. And in front of me was a LabQuest van, which is a popular um, lab, medical lab. And they're obviously transporting some kind of medical asset or whatever. And this right in front of me, going nowhere fast. And my medical brain kicks in, I'm going, okay, what's in the van? Are uh, there samples that are degrading? They need to get to where they're going faster. I'm like, wait a minute. If I had a drone, I could be five miles down the road and back before we move three inches. Absolutely. And that was the moment where I said, you know what? I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to create something with my drone mm-hmm. that will save lives. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically the tagline of the company, this drone saves lives, period. And, awesome. and that's what we're all about. Whether it's moving medical assets, such as, you know, maybe somebody's kidney one day, um, medication, blood, um, or whether it's getting supplies out to remote areas um, for life-saving opportunities. Um, and that's what we do. And that's how the company started. Wow. I mean, what a great background to set you up for, you know, for this kind of work. And, and you know, delivery, is, you know, being in the industry myself, and we're, we're not a delivery company, but, you know, questions come up about mm-hmm. delivery all the time. How is delivery coming to life from your perspective, you know, industry-wise? There, there's a lot there to unpack. How's it coming to life right now? So, oh, there's a lot to unpack right there. But right. being in the middle of it, um, we're pushing we strive to innovate and push that forward. And one of the ways we've done that is when I first started the company, I wanted to be the 
operator. I wanted to fly the drones and transport all these assets myself. Come to find out, doing the math and looking at the logistics behind it, uh, one, not a big enough firm to do that. But number two, I realized and began to understand that it's not the service provider that really needs the innovation because service provider is the one who's going to fly the mission and do it. But it's the people that will help facilitate that is where it's really going to be at, like myself. Um, when we had the gold rush, all the miners came out, they bought their supplies and went to, you know, mine. Well, who facilitated that? Was the merchants and the stores that supplied the axe, pixels, and shovels? And whether the people found gold or not, well, they still made money. Right. And that's the, where we've positioned USOG. Um, we have the only multi-package delivery system that's modular on the market. And what that means is our system, by the simple click of two buttons, uh, you can go from transporting one big 12 to 15 pound box of supplies to three medium-sized boxes or two boxes or 15 envelopes mm -hmm. on the same drone platform with a simple click of a button and a twist of a connection, you can vary your cargo on your platform. Right. And what does that mean? Um, I don't know about your neighborhood, but I know my neighborhood. The postman comes to my house, mm -hmm. drops off my mail. He goes next door mm -hmm. and drops off their mail. He doesn't go back to the post office to pick up my neighbor's mail. Right. Because it's highly inefficient. And so when we designed our uh, multi-package delivery systems, that was the thought. And we've done the math. Everybody's paradigm right now is one drone, one package. Mm -hmm. You do that, you're losing money. Mm -hmm. One drone, you deliver two packages, you're going to break even. Mm -hmm. One drone, three packages. Well, now we're talking. Now we're looking at a business model that's sustainable. Mm -hmm. And that's how we looked at it. And, um, you know, we just don't do the delivery system. Uh, we're out actually systems integrators, and that really comes from my Disney brain systems. So the drone to us is a truck, and right. we're, we're drone agnostic. Okay. And uh, we've created um, several alliances with other people in the industry that will allow us to, you know, have a full service where we can do a complete system where we can pick up the package remotely um, from a, a drone mailbox station like Valkyrie one of our strategic partnerships, mm -hmm. um, the drone, doesn't matter which drone, but we have to be working with several out there. Uh, one of them that we're working currently with is Heaven Drones, and we'll use that platform. We have specific sensors that allow us to land on a dime every single time, mm -hmm. um, Wonder Robotics. And we've saw, we're solving different problems within the industry by making these alliances. Um, the sensor that I mentioned, a lot of people are using what they call the Oroku tags, um, QR codes, for everybody. Um, they work great for the drone to land on, but the sun hits it the wrong way. It, it blurs, it uh, whites out the landing pad. Uh, the, the camera doesn't see it, it misses. Well, then there's the infrared. Well, infrared has its own issues. You can light at light, but if it's in direct sunlight, the drone's still not gonna see it. That's why we've got a strategic relationship with Wonder Robotics and their product, because that eliminates that. So. Not only we've created a multi-package delivery system, we're creating an ecosystem that allows drones to work as we see in our mind's eyes in the future. We're making it happen today. Wow. 
Well, based on that and, and you're, you know, wrapping your arms around the industry and there's been so much, um, you know, news and, and chatter and, and conversation and media about delivery. Um, what applications do you think will be first to market? Medical, sundries, food? I mean, you know, Matternet's done some work in uh, mm -hmm. North Carolina with uh, UPS mm -hmm. and, and medical. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. what do you mm -hmm. see, you know, for first, second and third in, in the marketplace? First and foremost, medical and emergency, period. Mm -hmm. um, it's an emergency to get blood or a anti-venom somewhere. Right. It's not an emergency for you to doorstep. <laughs> I mean, right. depending on your mood, it might be, you know, right. you got a hangry but... spouse or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you, the, the, the ball game is going bad. You need your pizza. I don't know. Yeah. Right. But, um, but yeah, the lowest barrier to entry in delivery space will be medical. Absolutely. Um, then we're probably looking at maybe industrial applications, um, you know, construction, maybe some pipelines where you have to fly in uh, different parts that could take longer or would be more expensive. Let's say from onshore to offshore, mm -hmm. you know, you need a, a couple of parts for an oil rig and a, a vessel or something. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of putting a boat in the water, then, you know, taking a boat out and all the gas and, and, and the all that just send a drone right you know Absolutely. and and the other thing is if we're looking at um green energy we're looking at yes. being environmentally friendly and mm -hmm. and that's the other piece of it for us um we're yes we're at that we're saving lives that's what we want to do mm -hmm. but a byproduct of that is by using clean energy we're also saving lives we're mm -hmm. saving our planet so we're trying mm -hmm. to do the best we can you know to to do our part do I drive an F-150 currently? Yes, because they didn't have the electric one out yet. That's a nice truck. <laughs> oh, that's oh nice truck. I saw that. That is a oh. beauty. I like that. But uh, and, and because my, my, my platforms are so large, I, I have to drive a truck, really. Of course. I really don't have much of a choice. But if, and, you know, I, I see the Ford Electric pickup truck in my future. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's on a, I, I, I'd like to have a ride. Well, beyond medical, do you then see the, you know, the, 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 and, and not to just pick on them or anything or that you have any inside information, but, you know, the Amazon delivery of everything from vitamins to shoes, uh, do you see that becoming maybe the next thing? It's coming. Um, it's coming. I won't go further on that. I've had discussions sure. with entities and things like right, that, but right, it's right. Um, okay. the solution. The, the bottom line is they're looking for the solution right. and we're USOG and the way we're positioned with our strategic, strategic partnerships, we're providing that solution and um, um, it's coming. It's not if it's just when, honestly. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I like to look back and for those who are old enough to remember uh, one of the first flip phones that, that was available was mm -hmm. called a star tech. Yes. T-E-K. Mm -hmm. Well, if you think about it, and, and, and I had to look at it again, if you watch the original Star Trek with William Shatner, yeah. his communicator was that phone that Absolutely. we ended up having in reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the Jetsons may not be here in 2021, but in the future it will be. And we're all that is starting. We're not too far away. And we're starting with drone and UAV technology. Well, based on that, um, you know, the optimism of, to your point, you know, it's not a matter of if, it's just when. What are the challenges and hurdles 
that we need to overcome for safe integration of of, meta, of delivery. Um, you know, we, we do inspection and mapping and it, and it has its own issues as, as you start thinking about things like BB loss, but um, what, what, what are the challenges and hurdles that you're seeing for, for your sec segment of the industry? Um, the challenges and hurdles that we're having, and, and I think these are good challenges and these are good hurdles. Mm -hmm. um, number one, the regulatory space, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, we need to figure out the most appropriate way to integrate UAVs into the current commercial airspace. Mm -hmm. And yes, we've got um, some new laws recently and all that, and, and I love it. We're moving in the right direction. <clears throat> um, we need to figure out what the standards are going to be uh, throughout the industry. Um, we've currently got remote ID coming up. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, that's a start. Those privacy concerns, yes, everybody has their own concerns. I get it. But it's a start. we got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, we got to keep moving forward, pushing the envelope. Um, BVLOS is going to be a huge thing for all of us. Mm -hmm. And we're working towards that end. Uh, and one of the things I like to do, and, and my team and I like to do, is we like to solve the problems of tomorrow that don't even exist yet. Mm -hmm. um, and we've done that with our multi-package delivery system. Right. You know, somebody has walked up to me and they're like, what's the use? Why do you have three? You can't do that yet. The keyword in your sentence was yet. Yet. Yeah. So, we're, yeah, we're trying to solve for the problems of tomorrow. And so with BVLOS and... Um, Battery technology being a challenge currently, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I mean, we'll figure those things out. We will. Um, in the meantime, um, we're, we're figuring out how do we appropriately create these, you know, mailbox slash recharging stations? How do we create a mesh network of these drones in order to interact and talk and communicate to each other um, in order to be safe? How do we um, integrate into smart cities right. to allow all these technologies to come together and talk safely and securely. Mm -hmm. um, also, you know, without being affected by some of these uh, ransomware attacks and things like that. Mm -hmm. that so it's a lot, a lot to think about. It is a lot. Well, mm -hmm. based on your, your Jetson's comment, what's your vision for the future and, and how will USOG lead that vision? I mean, you, you said a couple of things, but what's, what does, you know, your crystal ball look like for you in 10 years? In 10 years, um, the, the Mai Tai, the yacht, I mean, you know. <laughs> and the F-150. And the F-150. <laughs> to include the electric uh, yacht. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, no, honestly, in 10 years, what I'm looking for USRG to do is um, remain on the leading edge of innovation, integration. That's what we like to do. Um, every once in a while, we just take a day and we just think of what ifs mm -hmm. and like just the craziest stuff, what ifs. And some of those what ifs have become things that we're working on and that are in existence today. So I want to continue doing that with my team. I have an amazing team. Um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without them. Uh, I, my hat's off to them. Um, in 10 years, I see the ability of somebody having an Etsy store online, mm -hmm. somebody placing that order, walk to the end of your neighborhood, place that package into a box, the drone picks it up and drops it off across town within the hour. Mm -hmm. We're not talking next day service, we're talking same day service. That's fantastic. That's what I foresee happening mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and doing it safely. 
Exactly. Well, this is exciting work. Um, we definitely want to hear more uh, as you continue to to move along and when you have, you know, more news that, that you're able to share. But listen, Fonts, these have been your six questions. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on Zocast today, and we will definitely have you back. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Geocast is a podcast dedicated to all things unmanned and geospatial. Only six questions per guest so you can get the essence of their wisdom. Brought to you by Zeo Air, an outsourced AI-based drone services and data management company. www.zeoair.com